Hello, g'day, welcome to the Colin podcast series of the Amazon Investor Coalition. We're online at amazoninvestor.org. Each week, Jonah Whitcamper and I feature an innovator whose work advances forest-friendly economic development across the Amazon region of South America. We hope to entertain, inspire, educate, and most importantly, catalyze action. So our very first guest on the call today is Daniel Sabara. With a successful commercial history producing chemicals and ingredients, the Sabara family has been in business for generations. One company, Baraka, is a leader in Amazon sustainability, employing thousands of families and selling raw materials to cosmetics companies around the world. Five years ago, Daniel created the Baraka Institute to help corporations develop similar sustainable enterprises in the region in ways that ensure consistent production and help rather than harm local communities, which is easier said than done. Join us to hear Daniel's story. Enjoy. The hope is that this will become a weekly moment to showcase a, a couple of you know, leaders in the space uh, but also to come up with strategies that we can execute on together. And there are four primary outcomes. One is uh, guides for impact investing in the region. Another one is uh, a survey about rule of law, philanthropy in the region. Another one is an investor education campaign where we try to bring in the pension funds and uh, the capital markets globally for our cause. And the fourth goal is innovation of the carbon markets and ecosystem service payment regimes around the world to help scale those ideas. Uh, so, uh, Danielle, uh, uh, please tell us uh, who you are. Tell us about Instituto Beraco. Why on earth are you joining us for this call? Uh, good afternoon. Um, good to see some, some friendly faces, Alex from USAID. Uh, and some others. Uh, my name is Daniel Sabara. Jonah, thank you for the for the invitation, and I'm hope uh, to learn a lot from from the group and to share some some experience as well. So um, I'm the I'm the CEO for Baraka, uh, and I'm also the vice president for Baraka Institute. So I I'm gonna be wearing two hats today. A little bit of the of the company and uh, how we work in the Amazon and a little bit of the, of the Institute as well. So I'll try to be brief. Um, so basically um, I'm representing today uh, two different institutions. One is Baraka, which is a, which is a company uh, and also the Baraka Institute, an NGO that I'm, gonna to, I'm going to explain to you a little bit on how this happened so first, Biraka as a company is part of a, a group. It's a family group founded in 1956, so over 60 years in the business uh, with four different business units and uh, production plants in Brazil. Um, and internationally, uh, it's a multinational uh, group. So we have uh, subsidiaries in France, and two in the United States. So a little bit of the, the business units that the, the group holds. Uh, so Baraka, which is, the, which is the, the BU that I run, 
is uh, focused on natural and organic certified ingredients uh, ethically sourced from the Brazilian biodiversity, uh, mainly in the Amazon rainforest. So basically our portfolio uh, is, involves uh, vegetable oils, uh, minerals, meaning clays, extracts, and multifunctional ingredients uh, with uh, clinically proven benefits. Um, so the key markets that we serve with that portfolio are cosmetics, uh, pharmaceutical, and personal care. We also have a branch uh, business unit that works with uh, ingredients for, um, for uh, food products, uh, also animal nutrition and veterinary industries. Um, also, the portfolio is based on natural products as well, only resins, natural colorants. So um, some of the, the line that we have at Baraka for cosmetics and pharmaceutical uh, is shared with our, our friends from Concepta that works with uh, food ingredients. And the Sabara uh, chemicals. So basically this is uh, the main uh, BU of the group. Uh, it works with water treatment, sanitation, and disinfection. So um, both for uh, public and pri private water and waste treatment industries. So this is still the, the biggest uh, business. Um, and we also have what we call bioenergy. So basically it's also water treatment, but mostly for different industries in the process of uh, for instance, ethanol, um, uh, sugar, alcohol, uh, energy, leather. So many kinds of uh, applications of these chemicals uh, in, in water, uh, processing water um, during this, this chemical processing. So uh, my focus here is Birak. I just wanted to give you a, a, an overview of how is it uh, based within the group. And uh, we are global leaders in natural ingredients uh, from the Brazilian Amazon. Uh, not only the Brazilian Amazon, but mostly coming from Brazil. Um, in, uh, in the year 2000, we created a sourcing and relationship program, um, and it became a key factor to our business model uh, because it's basically um, how, we, how we manage and how we um, how we basically uh, establish our uh, relationship with uh, the sourcing that we have, which is uh, uh, through a wild harvesting and family agriculture. That's the model. Uh, these um, current, uh, currently we have about 2,500 families in 12 different states um, in Brazil, mostly, and also in some uh, South American countries that also share uh, the Amazon rainforest. Uh, so we process over 1,000 ton, uh, so basically 1 million kilos of uh, seeds, roots, and other vegetable raws um, sourced from these uh, local groups every year. We have some key uh, customers, just to give you an, an overlook uh, on those. Um, they are uh, all over the world. Uh, key leaders for mostly for uh, cosmetics. And uh, 
the Baraka Institute was created uh, specifically to serve a need that was uh, was created basically because we as we had this relationship program with our sourcing communities and we started to connect um, those two ends of the of the supply chain the sourcing groups the sourcing communities and the final consumer in a way that they were exchanging information they were sharing uh, value uh, many opportunities came up uh, and challenges uh, that um, a private um, company could not handle by itself. So basically, we had customers looking to invest or even looking to donate um, to the sourcing groups, to the sourcing communities. And uh, the most transparent and the most uh, adequate way to do this was uh, through um, a nonprofit organization. So basically, for over 10 years, we we have done um, uh, many projects with local NGOs, uh, and obviously, like anywhere else, there are very good NGOs uh, in based in the and working in the Amazon rainforest, and are there are very bad ones as well. So, we didn't have um, uh, very much good. Um, examples of our relationships with the with those uh, NGOs mostly because uh, we were missing um, an institution that could have a clear view of the of a real connection between uh, the sourcing groups the sourcing communities they are all of their uh, problems and challenges and the market so the final market so we were struggling to find uh, an institution that could understand the need of having a clear and strong connection with the market. So uh, with the ones that we had uh, relationships with, um, they uh, didn't have that clear view uh, of the need of a clear market, a strong market. So we decided back in 20. Uh, 14 to create one institution with that uh, mindset. So a strong market driven mindset. Um, so we understood that without that, uh, we could train and capacitate uh, or even leverage the skills of those groups and never be successful because at the end of the day, they need to pay their bills. At the end of the day, they need to uh, buy industrialized goods and they need cash to come in. So they need money to, um, so they need that connection with the market. So uh, we decided to create this institution uh, with, who is, um, in addition to this strong market connection, uh, we understood that without monitoring uh, the socioeconomic impact and environmental impact, um, this would be this would not be successful so this wouldn't succeed so those were the the, the main guidelines uh, that we used to create the uh, baraka institute so currently the institute it's a newest institute so we can say that it's uh, so it's uh, almost six years old it's quite new um but it's growing uh strongly and very fast so basically we have two 22 ongoing initiatives 
in seven different Brazilian states, uh, 12 different municipalities, mostly in the Amazon, as I, as I said. So basically over a million invested since the, the beginning. Uh, last year was a record, 260,000. Uh, so over 1,600 people impacted. This year, we will, um, we will break that record again, mostly uh, because of uh, COVID-19. And I'm gonna show you that it's one of the, uh, the main um, supports that we have been receiving funds uh, right now. Well, one quick question. You say a million investment, you mean a million reals? No, a million US dollars, okay. I think. Yeah, one million. One million U.S. dollars. Okay, great. Uh, please continue. Yes, sure. So, this is the basically the stakeholder map that we have. So, we understand that there's we need to keep um, a strong uh, relationship with local partner NGOs that um, that have they that have additional um, additional qualities and additional expertise than we. So. Uh, we are experts on connecting those uh, supply chains to the market and measuring that impact. But there are other NGOs that are more specialized and better than us uh, for a educational project or a health um, project or something like that. So it's very important that we, that we have a strong um, network, a local network, because there is no only um, there's no project only connected with the market or only connected with um, uh, health or education there's always um, there are always opportunities to um, to have a, a stronger project once you have uh, those connections so um, a, a key uh, liaison is the private sector as of course that's the, that's where most of the the market demand comes from. Uh, we have many customers uh, from Baraka that wanted to, to start giving back uh, programs. So that's the, the, the Baraka Institute is, is uh, an institution that we suggest. Obviously our customers can choose, uh, but this uh, profile is always very uh, much appreciated. The government, of course, uh, we need to, to keep that connection because we, um, even if we, in certain cases, if they do not support, uh, the best that they can do is not uh, to create any problems. So um, Brazil is a very political or politicized uh, country. So it's important that although we do not support any kind of party or any kind of uh, right or left uh, uh, polity, polity uh, we, uh, we need to be sure that we have them, uh, you know, okay to what we are doing. We don't have, we don't create any problems. So we have four, uh, big programs. Uh, this is how we separate and how we classify our programs. We have a forest restoration and food safety program. We have a social welfare sustainable businesses and women empowerment. So basically, um, forest restoration food safety, it's a very strong uh, program that we have. So uh, basically we work with, uh, with different models of agroforestry systems.
So basically, um, these apply is applied in uh, degraded areas that were originally primarily forests. Uh, and again, uh, we need to to run these kind of projects if we have a market to serve. So we are not recovering uh, a degraded area just to preserve and to build a fence around it because that doesn't work. From our experience, you need to build something that you are recovering and that can be sustainably used. Uh, although uh, from our experience, at least it wouldn't work. So. Uh, this year, our goal is to achieve uh, 500 hectares of uh, restored forests, and we have a few initiatives going on. Um, some of them, and most of them actually, are connected with uh, final product customers. The social welfare is the, the program that is most uh, active uh, most recently, and because of uh, COVID-19, uh, that's uh, the reason why it makes sense. So. Currently for uh, social welfare, basically all our resources are going to uh, orient um, the, the groups and orient the local communities uh, towards uh, safe and clean, um, you know, ways of handling uh, food and, and the way, their way of life. Uh, we are also donating food baskets um, for those that lost their jobs or they are struggling to go back to the markets as uh, most of the, the commerce is, uh, is closed and reopening very slowly. But there are all kinds of uh, social welfare projects uh, going back to water, um, uh, solar panels, communication. So all of these uh, uh, subjects, all of these uh, themes goes uh, under this social welfare program. Another one, which is one of my favorites, uh, because it's, uh, it's more of a long-term uh, kind of program, is connecting uh, the agro-extractivism to fair markets. Uh, so we've, with these kind of projects, we strength uh, the agroforestry value chains, we, uh, we increase the family income, uh, we have to work on the uh, social organization of the community. Entrepreneurship is a key aspect. Um, and through the sustainable use of biodiversity, we, 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 use a cons uh, we create a conservation of nature uh, in a balanced way. And uh, White, just one question about that. Sure. Uh, the word extractivist uh, is not something that many Americans know. Can you explain what that word means? Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm. I'm sorry. So extractivism is extracting is is basically wild harvesting. So we have uh, two models of uh, um, mostly of income in these areas. There is the wild harvesting, which which we call extractivism. So we are, we are extracting something from nature, and we have uh, the uh, the family agriculture, right? So basically, there are cultures of uh, uh, like rubber tree or even seeding, seed collecting uh, in the wild. It's what we call extractivism, and maybe that's not a very uh, much known word. And uh, family agriculture, which is basically, that's a very, uh, is another very important uh, model of, uh, of family income. Great, yeah, you can continue, thanks. Sure. 
And Women Empowerment is also uh, an important uh, program from our portfolio uh, because um, in many countries and in Brazil it isn't, isn't different. Of course, if you are not bringing uh, income to the family through your work, uh, it's very hard to find um, respect. It's very hard to avoid um, in these areas, uh, domestic violence, uh, violence against women, and, uh, and other social problems. So once we, we create an environment, uh, a business environment, where we are not harming the, the local culture, but at the same time, we are offering uh, a kind of uh, activity that fits uh, better uh, in many ways, uh, the 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 women uh, the, the the women from the group, uh, we create much more benefits than just the economical. So we are creating autonomy. We are creating um, uh, visibility, recognition, um, and uh, and we we kind of create a uh, an extensive uh, range of good. Uh, through their work. So it's not only um, talking about it, but they are, you know, they, they really can get their independence, uh, financial independence, they can help their families, and at the same time, we lower many other bad uh, index, such as uh, domestic violence. So this is a very key program. And as I said, we, uh, it's very important that we have our own methodology to, uh, to evaluate and to, um, uh, to measure uh, and compare the development of each group. So basically, we have what we call Baraka Institute Index. Uh, and basically, we, it's, a, it's a share of motivation, uh, social capital, human capital, uh, management capabilities and essential infrastructure. So obviously, the essential infrastructure is the least uh, important aspect, but it needs to be uh, considered within this uh, measurement, especially because we need to keep tracking uh, the development of the group in every single way, from the social way, from the motivational way, uh, perspective, from the human, the, the human capital perspective, and of course, their their capabilities. So basically, this is how we how we uh, divide and how we uh, obviously behind this there are many uh, different forms and methodologies and uh, ways to present and to collect that kind of information. But this is the the general overview of the index. Uh, a little bit of the of the supporters and partners. Of course, Beraka is uh, is a supporter and a partner. Uh, so we have many projects uh, of uh, supply chain development that we run through uh, the Beraka Institute. Um, but the most important uh, supporters and partners are uh, uh, are other uh, final product uh, companies such as L'Oreal, Aveda. Uh, Simple Organic, Part, and, and many others, um, as well as um, uh, more institutional institutions like Ima Flora, Idesan. So there, as I said, the, the local 
uh, other NGOs that um, that we we need uh, in order to to have good results. And that's it. I hope that I uh, that I could present a little bit more about Baraka and its institute. Um, and I'm open for questions as you wish. Thank you so much for sharing that, Danielle. That was really, sure. really interesting. I, I loved hearing about it, uh, both on Thank the you. business side as well as the Institute. Um, one of the things I just wanted to ask, and this is gonna be a natural question from me because I, I'm, um, I work with the Catasta Foundation and we focus on land and resource rights. Okay. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is, do you, whether or not the issue around land rights um, you know, formalizing, acknowledging, recognizing ran, land rights for both individuals and communities is, has been an issue, particularly given the evidence that shows uh, when you have secure land rights that there's a big impact on women's empowerment, on incomes, on, uh, you know, tenure security, et cetera. So it just has a lot of connections to some of the development outcomes that you're focused on here. Um, so I was just really curious about if any of that comes into your work at all. Yes, Amy, uh, that's a great question. Um, and the, the answer is yes. Um, the, the problem or the, the, the biggest challenge is that obviously um, uh, land ownership and uh, uh, the debate around, uh, around that is mostly done uh, in, in the capital of, of Brazil. It's mostly done by the politicians. Obviously, there are many uh, institutions that, uh, especially for, for Indian rights, for instance, uh, we have a huge discussion uh, in the Xingu area, uh, which we where we have the, the, the biggest uh, Indian community uh, area. And, um, and at the same time, the highest pressure around mining mostly uh, and uh, also uh, cattle. So uh, of course, this is a, a big part of our, um, our reality here. Uh, but you know, we, um, we try to, uh, as this is a very long-term kind of uh, discussion and we in the short term, we try to, to, I wouldn't say live with it, you know, because it's, you know, but we, we, we need to think at least from our, uh, from our uh, way of, of uh, handling that, uh, you know, today we need to pay our bills and tomorrow as well. Of course, if, if, we, if most of these communities would uh, own their land, so the pressure would be lower towards, um, you know, very big landowners that want to, you know, expand their production. Uh, but if they have a way to live from that land that they are at least based on, you know, and there are many settlements that are quite strong here in Brazil. So they are, they do not own the land, but they are, you know, like huge um, areas uh, that they have been sitting on for uh, decades. So basically they can use that land, um, you know, not in a formal way, but uh, if, we, if, we, if we offer them uh, um, 
a, a, a form of autonomy, at least in a, in a, a econ socio-economic way. Uh, you know, in the short term, it's, uh, it's not a, uh, uh, it's just a short-term fix, but uh, that's what we try to, to focus the most. Uh, but that kind of discussion is, um, it's a huge problem in Brazil. Uh, most of those lands are not regulated, most of it, I would say over yeah. 90%. Yeah, not registered or documented. Yeah, so yeah. there, and if there is a documentation, there may be two or three more claims. for this, exactly, yeah. for the claims. same multiple land. Multiple claims, yeah. Exactly.